Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Thank you for joining us today on this wonderful Monday in November. Man, the year is flying by. It's going to be Turkey Day soon. Lovely time or not for some of those of you out, some of you, whatever, you know what I mean. It is a time to celebrate. It is a time to come together with family, turkey. Unfortunately, I just found out I'm allergic to everything. So there's literally like turkey and mashed potatoes is all I can eat. And I'm so tired of meat with nothing that we'll just see how that's going to go. So I wanted to just before we jumped into talking movies and talking about the festival, spread a little holiday cheer. I don't know what kind of mood I'm in today. Uh, It's always exciting to be on air. So uh, as we wrap up the International Family Film Festival, which had a few delays with the election, that's my personal statement. I think the entire, I'd say, world is in shock. Uh, so yeah, we won't go that down, down that tangent and we separate the international family film festival from that opinion. Uh, so I wanted to list you guys, the award winners before we got a call in from our guest today, who's going to give us a mini interview on her short, Miss Sine Gardnerson, a great short that I watched that had a wonderful spin on it and, um, I'll introduce her in a moment. Uh, this, a lot of short films, the problem with short films is you don't have much time to uh, have that kind of, I guess you would call it bang for your buck. And it's, uh, to me, I think it's harder to make a short film than a feature. I've made some pretty crappy features, but it was still easier to get the point across of the garbage than it was in really great shorts. And And I know a lot of great short film directors and the challenge of it is just outstanding. So I can see now here our guest is uh, ready. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome. How's New York today? New York is windy and a little cold, but it's okay. Cold. You know, it's compared to New York, it's nothing here today, but it is windy and cold and it was raining all night long, which never happens here. So We got we got some much needed rain. Fair enough, I understand that. But I, I, I would take the New York score skyline with rain and uh clouds any day of the week over Orange County. So uh I we're obviously here to talk about your film, so I, I like to let the director discuss the synopsis so I don't potentially let something slip. Fair enough. Um, okay, in short, because it is a short film, it redefined as a coming-of-age short film that's based in Brooklyn, New York, and it's about two awkward Brooklyn teenagers, who are like lifelong friends, searching for acceptance while navigating through life, and you know, and those changes when they're in that middle school phase, um, and at that, their walkway is who will accept them, you know, after all these changes, as they're facing these changes they're going through. 
Well, yes, I, 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 I like that you said that because it's like there's enough changes that we're all going through anyways at that age. So did you, I mean, did you feel like exploring that because you have um, someone in your family around that age? Yes, um, I definitely did. So at, last year when I um, wrote the film, it was based on an eighth grader or the life of an eighth grader. And at that time, my own son was in eighth grade. And I've been watching him in middle school. I've always had my own sentiments about middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, um, how it's such a pivotal time in any, any, any child's life, no matter where you are, at that fundamental age um, and time in school, that uh, you're going through this idea of who you are. And I watched him in sixth grade, seventh grade, and I, and I feel like every year I saw him continue to like evolve into his own, his, his own identity of who he is or figuring himself out. And he became my inspiration for, for the short film for that set piece and just being like that, that was right around me. You generally choose topics that are close to you, and that was a, he was a very close topic to, to use um, as my muse. Well, that's a, um, wow. So he's a freshman in high school right now. Great. And uh, it was interesting. The person that I saw last year go through his eighth grade ideas of conflict, and I was not trying to take away from it, but, you know, as you get older, you realize it's not really that traumatizing. Um, (laughs) It's fun to watch how he has matured again in ninth grade, and when we even look back and talk about last year and even talk about the making of the film, um, his sentiments are, are, are like, it's almost as if he kind of, he kind of checked out because he's so engrossed in whatever he was trying to figure out in his life to where he is now. He's like, yeah, you know, Mom, why didn't you ask me to do this or that? And I'm like, I did. And you just weren't in the mood. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going through something. I'm like, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're oh. you're giving me a little flash reel of my ninth grade year, and uh, I guess that age-old saying, "If I could go back and know what I know now." Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, ninth grade, pure confusion, but I I guess I wouldn't change a day of it. So I guess that was what I yeah. liked about the story was that that the uh, how can I put this? Uh, Parts of the story were not my generation. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about it. Um, uh, I, I see a lot of short films and they go for the, we're an uncensored show, pardon my sensibilities. I, I have respect for all guests, but uh, usually, you know, when a show starts out with, I saw this short in Vancouver where it it really was about uh, young teens first sexual experience but it was done so well and with such sensitivity to the moment that it took you out of uh it being teens it just the director mm-hmm. just handled it so well i had never seen something so sensitive uh break down our sensitivities about it okay and so I liked that you did that. So the the big question, since you just said that you were 
talking about your son's changes. Um, how do you flip on or off the mom director hat? Well, that was very easy for me. <laughs> and I think harder for for him um, because I was always in, in the mode of, you know, that's not true. In the, I would say in the beginning, like in the fall, he and I did, like, I would use him, poor child, he was just my, my very accessible actor. And um, I had, uh, I was basically I was in, a, uh, in a master's program, and we had a few little assignments that we had to do. So I had to do an assignment. I'm like, hey, let's go. You're, you're going to be in it. And it's kind of like me testing to see, you know, how would we work together? Um, because I've always had this desire to want to shoot at least a film with him in, in, in our lifetime, even if it's one. And I chose this moment. And um, I wanted to see ourselves, see how would we vibe. And I think the first time the mom hat was on, but then the, like, I need you to be serious hat expectation from him was also very much there. And it kind of checked me. I'm like, okay, well, you can't be too much of a mom right now because mom is going to get a little frustrated with him when he's just not doing what you asked him to do. And he's just going to be him, which is like a teenager just sees me as mom. And it made me more sensitive to how to make sure that I still tap into to his creativity and make him want to, like, you know, get there. It was initially challenging. Uh, I, I would say right up until a week before we shot, like I had to have that sit down and be like, you know, you know, son, the big thing for me, I need for you to kind of meet me halfway and, and um, take a little bit more seriously because if I'm not your mom directing you right now. You have to understand that, you know, because he wound up being the star in my um, my short film, which most people don't probably know, um, is that you do you, do you think I have to ask him a few questions. Do you think you deserve this role? He says, I don't know. I said that's the wrong answer. <laughs> Your answer should be yes. Do you understand how people will look at you because you're my son and I've passed you? Um, I said, I think I don't deserve it. I said, exactly. But I think if you believe this role is yours, you got to show people that you deserve it and come out really giving me more than 100%. I think he and I equally had additionally a lot of pressure on us just to make sure that we could be on set professionally, um, draw that line, still respect each other and our craft, and it, it happened. I was surprised when he sh- – I, I called it he showed up. <laughs> he showed up on set, and I was like, oh, my God, okay, finally. Everything's working. Whatever he needed has clicked, and he's here, and there was, a, there was an utmost respect for, for him, and I had for him, and he had for me. But it took him a while to kind of say, okay, this, this, I, you know, I got to do this for mom and really not be, you know, a needy little child of mother. Well, yeah, I caught that from just that I got to uh, meet you guys and then obviously see the film to where I was. I was really trying to uh, keep out of my brain and uh, not think mother, son. Um, I mean, you always hear about those 
you know, Jane Fonda got to produce a movie with her dad before he died, and you always hear about those, and you don't, it's usually has adults, or it's usually an adult topic, or it's usually something, uh, what I really enjoyed was, this was a topic that I I can't say that I I would have discussed with my mom at that age, so I really liked the way you showed that from a outsider's perspective without putting okay I put your personal or your director judgments in did you have any struggles with that or was that just you're caught up in the buzz um with the the parent child relationships with or the adult child relationships in the film um it was interesting I I took my at one point I was going to more like put my character in there and then I decided no um I wanted to show the relationship between an adult man and a and a boy an adult woman and you know her daughter mother and daughter and uncle and and um I chose uncle and um nephew and I took myself out of it to try on one on one hand when it came to the the uncle and a nephew relationship. I look at the relationship that my son has with one of his uncles and just, you know, where there is that go-to person because, you know, no son is really coming to their mom at a certain point. Mom really is, you know, Lord, my mom is like, oh, is a nuisance and I need help and who else can I talk to? And I wanted to capture that, that caveat. And then from the other perspective between the daughter and the mom, I wanted to create the reality that, you know, in either one, of these adults that are in your life, they're still there and you, you can still trust them. You might not tell them everything. And it's just to make sure to show that, you know, we can understand and you are not alone. And, you know, you should come to us when you need some guidance, whoever it may be. It might not be your immediate parent because you might have a little, hesit- a little hesitant because you might think they're not open-minded enough or you're just not comfortable having certain conversations, but you might be comfortable with another relative. Um, and at the same time, I wanted to show that you, it, with the other relationship with the mother and the daughter, that once you do confide, you'd be surprised how they're there with you. So um, there's a bit of me in there, but not necessarily my character per se, but how I would, as a mother, even if I had a daughter, I would want that. that that's why I'm with my son anyway. When I can get him to share what he needs to share with me, because I can't get it all out of him, I think boys are just completely different. Um, but there's that support that he knows he always has from me. Like anything he wants to do, I'm like, I'm here to support you. You want to get there? I'll help you get there. But you got to work for it, but I'm there to support you. So that's definitely a mix as well. Um, And also that character was also inspired by another, a few moms that I know that are just as as supportive, just as open-minded and just, you know, willing to do the journey with you despite, what knowledge you have or don't have, or, you know, are you always equipped to deal with everything? Well, we're not, you know, and, um, but knowing that they're there. Well, uh, yeah, I like that you say that, that uh, knowledge of knowing that not everybody's equipped for something, because I think that whole other, I mean, it's a much later rite of passages when you kind of realize that your parents are just people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they have the same, 
you know, flaws or mistakes or, well, you have most of their mistakes. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> Not no mistakes. Fault, no but you, you, you know, you know what I mean? And, and you kind of go, hey, wait a minute. Why is my dad acting like a person? He was like, you know, the, the uh, it's like that Richard Pryor joke where he says he wasn't afraid of the mafia because his dad was the baddest guy he knew. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, it's true. I, you know, I remember being a little kid and it was like, once mom said, I'm going to tell dad, it's like, Oh shoot. The Marines are coming. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) so there's, so I, I, I really, um, I like, uh, another thing that I liked about this was, uh, to be able to have a social message. And of course we don't need to spoil what it is, but um, is that the kind of type type of filmmaker you want to be, or do you want to kind of dabble in some genres or is that kind of what drives you? Um, I'm definitely, I, I think I kind of fall in that caveat of always having some on the phone of some kind of social message or it will be, it is social in one sense. It's also, for me, it's always that self, self-awareness and um, just being happy with where you are in life and just, you know, allowing yourself to be. And, um, but there, like even this next short I am working on, it too has it, although it's more of a, it's a tighter short and to lead into a feature, but um, I this also has its own its own social message um, and different age group, so a drama, but um, it is tapping into another awareness, and it's more womanhood related, and you know just how women uh, see themselves and the relationships and the, the that fine line we we uh, we allow that we think that that keeps us separate that keeps us um different and dis, um and separate versus what brings us together um so i guess yes i will always play with some kind of social commentary i think it's just in me um but the the different ways i there i probably will get there different ways each time but yeah uh, okay, because that's I I find that interesting because I could kind of see that and um and that's one of the reasons why I I have kind of taken years away from making films because I have to I I I wouldn't know how to direct a film that doesn't have like a right hook to the jaw with some kind of social message. Um, yeah, if you had a chance or missed it. The Magnificent Seven, uh, Anton Fuqua, um, the, of course, the master behind Training Day and Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I just bring it up because he did such this great job of taking a Western and just putting all these social messages in to kind of make you think that they're just part of the West, but to kind of give you that punch that we haven't been working on these problems since Western times. Fair enough. And, and one that's, you know, it's not really spoiling anything was that a, a soldier had PTSD from the civil war. So it was kind of like this great way to be like, we, we haven't been, you know, it's been over a hundred years and we're still not looking at this. So it was, 
mm-hmm. I like filmmakers that do that. And I like that, you know, Spike Lee, I love, but he's always got to be like jab, 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 right hook, punch, jab, jab, you know, he doesn't yeah. sometimes right. doesn't know when to slow down. And, uh, but, um, I mean, I love Spike. He's one of my favorite filmmakers, but, um, so I, I, I thought that was really interesting because I can kind of get a sense uh, just off of, you know, your film was, uh, what was it, 10, 15 minutes? Uh, 10. 10 Okay, yeah, 10. And I could just get a sense. I was like, okay, this this is a filmmaker that's going to like, you know, the way you answered the question. Now, do you have any other festivals lined up or are you still working on that? Um, I've submitted and I'm still waiting to hear back. So I'm in the I'm in the waiting zone now and going to submit some more. You know, they all seem to pop up all over again. Like, oh, here's a new date. <laughs> Festival and it's so expensive. But yeah. Oh I'm yeah. yeah. It just adds up. Um, but I'm hoping next year. I think I've missed whatever I could get into. One or two that I was hoping to get into this year I didn't get into. But I'm hoping next year that I will get into a few more and. Uh, Let's do do a a nice year of festivaling or two before I move on. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it's uh, you know, some it's uh, it's an interesting thing with festivals because we do cover them year round, and sometimes you see films that are, you know, they're at four festivals in a row that we cover, and then there's you know, one that you see in like January and then one for some reason you see in December and it wasn't anywhere in between. So there's, there's sometimes not a rhyme or reason. And it's, it's kind of become a, uh, what you call, um, this wonderful writer named Stephen Elliott wrote a, wrote a article about, he, he literally took like a year and just traveled to film festivals and, and he's very known because he wrote the Adderall Diaries that James Franco starred in. And uh, he basically just researched um, film festivals. And then he wrote this article just saying, hey, if this festival has a star, it doesn't pay. And you guys are doing this. And and it was, a, it. I mean, obviously just made the industry livid. But um, the good news is, is that the filmmakers have to just keep doing their thing and as you know that's all that does work there's no secret you know a lot of uh a lot of people ask i i actually got an email this week saying could you help get me into a festival and it's a really big festival and i thought you know i'm just a guy with a press badge that goes to the parties (laughs) so i'm like I, I could recommend you. I could tell my friend to like keep an eye out, but like if I was like, "Hey, you guys should show this," they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll see you when it's press time." So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So as a filmmaker, it's just you know you you have a great film. I I know this will go on Thanks. to to other things. Uh, oh, you're welcome. And and even just to you know to show in those historical theaters and on the Raleigh lot. And, um, I mean, that must have just been fantastic to be going on a studio a lot and, for your son. Oh, yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, and to even see, you know, where it was, what was right across the street. I was like, oh, my God, look how close we are to the Paramount Studios. And now we're in the Raleigh Studios. And um, it, it definitely was 
it was an interesting experience for us. Yeah, pa- yeah, the the, the the Paramount Studios being right there is so interesting. I I, I saw a, a film that my friend did visual effects on because right over that fence from Raleigh, I mean directly, Paramount has their their main movie theater. And it's kind of cool because they have all these posters hanging of their best picture winners. And so there's Forrest Gump and Braveheart. And anyways, we were, if you go right in the first gate, it's the first stage is where they filmed rear window. And that gate is where they filmed sunset Boulevard. And, and we literally got like one stage and we were just like, you know what? We're just geeking out too much. (laughs) <laughs> like we're going to end up walking around the whole lot and miss the screening. So it's like, let's just go back to the theater. And and it was literally like 50 feet into the, into the lot. And we, we just knew it was going to, it was just not going to go well. So, so yeah, that was, that is pretty cool. That's a nice treat for, uh, for people that go to Raleigh to see Paramount right there. So, but um, I'm going to get to announcing the award winners. I want to do, Thank you for your time, and I wanted to thank you for your um, patience. Has election week shifted everything? Uh, it's all good. Nothing before it's time, my mom says. You know that I I, I want <laughs> I like that you say that because my one of the producers of our show he's in his seventies and he always says the reason why there's a difference between time and space is so not everything happens at once. Ah, uh, yes. I like and that. I always go, God, you took acid in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and he admits it, but I just, like, I just go, where, what trip did you figure that saying out on? Like, the clouds <laughs> moved to the left on Mondays. But, yeah, so... We we appreciate that you came on and uh, and best wishes with your film and and uh, like like I let every guest know uh, you're welcome back. We do panels, we do guest reviews, we do updates with a filmmaker of how their film's going. So just uh, you know, shoot me an email, let me know what you're up to, and uh, you're always welcome back. Awesome! Thank you for having me. It was. Uh, uh, absolute pleasure to, to meet you and how we met even at the film festival and that we've maintained this, this communication. So I'm also very grateful um, to be on your show and to have this opportunity to talk to you about my film. And definitely I will keep you posted and I would love to be back on your show in whatever capacity presents itself. Excellent. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day. You too. Okay. Bye. Okay, so. Bye. And we just had a great interview with uh, Miss Danae Granderson or Mrs. I didn't ask her. I don't get personal with guests. Um, we have some award winners to announce here. And as I noticed, there's like about 25. So I don't want to disrespect any of the winners or the International Family Film Festival. But I'm pretty sure that nobody wants to just hear me read 25 names, production companies, awards so i'm gonna i'm gonna go through some of these put them on your list best short comedy charming i always want you guys to keep an eye out for stuff so best short comedy uh charming 
Best Short Drama, Love Worth It, Best Short Animation, Aaron, Owen, and the Loch Ness Monster. I believe our other reporter saw that because she said there was an animation film she wanted to talk about, but it might have been Argnol, uh, parentheses, Cyprus, Best Short Animation, Foreign. The Best Short Musical was Light. I love all the categories they have here. And the premise for the International Family Film Festival this year was for films celebrating women and the stories they inspire. And they showed over 100 family films from around the world at with multiple venues. Um, they had the Chaplin Theater, the Pickford Theater, the Douglas Fairbanks Theater, these awesome historical rooms that are on the Raleigh Studios lot. And uh, so now into the features. The best documentary, hold on, where is this at? So these are two films that we talked about. And one was Little Gandhi at one best, uh, shoot, pardon me. These I'm flipping through the press kit. And we all know computers move faster than our eye. Anyways, best documentary feature, Gandhi, foreign, best foreign documentary, and best documentary feature, Get in the Way, The Journey of John Lewis, Kathleen Dowdy. We are going to try to have her on this show. Uh, There's been some scheduling misses, and then we had our lovely election week, and now it's going to be Thanksgiving, so we're not sure if that's going to be able to work, because election day, boy, did that throw our show off track. Um... And it wasn't just because us. It was guests and other things. Uh, Get in the way. The journey of John Lewis, the senator who works for human rights, civil rights, LGBT rights, uh, all the injustices in this world. And I'm going to leave it at that because I'm going to start getting into a rant on on, uh, what's going on in the world. So I'm going to say aloha, most of all, peace, because right now we need it more than ever. Whether you're listening in morning, afternoon, or night, make sure and watch a good movie today.